Oh, we're live. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So, system.debug, level 53. Tonight, we are going to be talking about everyone's most favorite topic, how to talk to stakeholders, how to communicate with business uh, and business-minded humans as a developer. Uh, and developers don't have that same lingo. So we're going to talk about that. It's a soft skill, and we're going to talk about how you can kind of improve and best practices there, especially with Megan. She knows a lot about this. <laughs> and yeah. that's what we're talking about tonight on system.debug. Wow. Thank you, Zion. We really need to get him to give us the wave file or the MP3 or whatever the heck he's got for the... One of us could actually just like go into the like the studio and get the the file off one of the episodes. There's one yeah, of us could just not be lazy. <laughs> I guess we could do that too. Yeah, we could, or we could go to we could go to Ryan's house and just be like, "Yo, what? <laughs> go to his studio? Yes. Oh my gosh, we should totally go to his house. We should make him play it for us. Like time to share, make him play. Tie him up. We gotta tie him up for this to happen." <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I like yeah. this. <laughs> okay. I like the way this okay. is going. And then we make him play this song. And of course, we have to wear a mask. It's <laughs> <laughs> turning into like a kidnapping situation. Well, no, because have Stockholm syndrome. Then we leave. <laughs> and then we just leave. Like, we leave him tied up. We're like, all right, thanks. See you later. Well, we'll, we'll untie him. We'll untie him. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to untie him too. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> All right, so tonight we're you you heard the intro. We're talking about sorry, Megan and I are absolutely horrible at doing this alone. We're like two children. Uh with no parents. What it's like a me alone with one of you. I'm feeling like I'm just getting into a pattern. I'm a child and I'm not a Salesforce developer, so I just like I'm always off the rails. Whereas like at least if like one of you guys is with me, there's a little bit more rails to go on. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I'm a bad influence because this is exactly what Brian said. Terrible influence, <laughs> worst influence ever. No, uh, I don't know. I just I I'm so bad at derailing things. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about how we talk to um, stakeholders and other business-minded humans, and it's it's definitely a skill that a lot of people need to kind of sort of pull. A little bit more time into or put a little bit more time into i should say it's not it's not the easiest thing for some people and i'm i know i've struggled with it in the past to kind of get across what i need to to get across to business-minded individuals and they don't always see the same things that we see right like we're engineers we're developers we have these ideas of how things work and we know mostly what can be done and what can't be done and business people aren't in that same vein, right? They have, they're like, oh, well, I think you could do anything. You're a wizard, right? So to, to them, we're like wizards. And to us, they're just like these, you know, slave drivers. They're cracking us and like, hey, do this work, do this work, do this work, make this happen, make this happen. And, you know, that's, so that's us, like right? two different things. So that's the developer on the pedestal. And then the fact that, you know, that's they true. think coding takes like no time. Uh, yes, like, that coding also. is as fast as like writing a sentence. 
Yeah, you <laughs> like you just need to right have the computer to do it. Like computer, now do this. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's magic, right? Like, oh, well, how fast can you do this thing? Like, it should take like ten minutes, right? You're like, no, what? That's like two. That's like two weeks, and they're like, as soon as you know what the component's supposed to do, all you have to do is tell it to do that, and it should do it. So it just takes as much time as you to tell it what it needs to do. Yeah, just so easy. And it's like, Boom. it doesn't really work that way. Like, there's more There's more there. Otherwise, like, everybody be doing it. Like, <laughs> That's also, that's very true. That's very true. So I know you've had a lot of experience with this, and we were just, we were actually just talking about this not too long ago in one of our chats. I don't remember which chat. Um, but you had, you had some, yeah, you had some issues and stuff. Uh, going on between certain people, and uh, and I'm I'm not gonna like <laughs> gonna <laughs> throw some uh, bombs out there, but yeah. So so you had to deal with that just recently, and over the course of my years, I'm sure you, you've had the same experience. This is a sometimes daily thing or a weekly thing, right? You meet up with some business users. Um, they might even be doing like UAT, depending on where you're at. Um, and you need to get across to them some sort of idea or maybe the fact that something takes a little bit longer or pretty much anything, any kind of tech speak, right, that you need to talk to them about. How do you, how are you, how do you usually start off the conversation? Like if somebody comes, let's make up a situation, yeah. right, now, right? Somebody comes to you and says, Megan, um, I've got this new thing, this new feature. We've heard back from our users um they want you to add this button and then they want you to add some um email integration so every time they do a thing it like it like emails everybody in the company and that's what the button is for right so just something that they would think is like super duper simple uh, mm -hmm. every time every time this action is performed email everybody in the company and let them know and they mm -hmm. add a button that lets that lets you like email them on uh on click yeah right so now a business user gives you this this use case that says like we need this we need this ASAP like right away. Yeah. What what do you how do you start that conversation with them? So the the very first thing that you're gonna want that I would ask them is um, well first of all I'd ask them if if all of these people are in Salesforce <laughs> like straight up that would be my first question <laughs> uh, out of curiosity um, and functionality wise. Because um, chances are, not everybody at the company is in Salesforce. So, you know, you're going to have to be thinking about the fact that you're trying to email everybody and get all these people notified with Salesforce stuff that aren't even in the system. Anyway, second of all, I want to know why. Uh, like, what is this guy trying to do? Uh, like, they're just because so the the biggest thing is you know when you're when you're working with people and this is another thing that always happens you know is um and this is a problem that the consultants run into all the time is when you're working with people and and they have this idea about how things want to work but their idea about how things want to work is based on the fact that that's like how things always worked before and so they're trying to explain this process to you and you're trying to explain this idea to them and it's it's really scary to them though at the same time they've had this thing and it worked for them kind of sort of um and you're introducing this entirely different idea that's, and this kind of sort of works so why would they want to change it to something that maybe not work at all 
So you got to think about it from both sides, but it is. That's usually what they're trying to explain to you when they're trying to explain things is how things are working now, um, like in the very beginning, um, or trying to throw in crazy, ginormous, extravagant ideas about what they think things are supposed to be like in a fantasy land when you're trying to ask them how things work now. Um, that's one of my favorites as well. Sorry. Oh, Where are we? So, so yeah, Back there's a couple. The <laughs> there's a couple things I want to touch on there, right? So number one, a great question um, that that not everyone asks, right? When something comes down the pipe to you, and you're there to just kind of receive it, you're a developer. Most times, I think I think a lot of people get stuck with that um, employer employee kind of mentality, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, so this is just a thing that I have to do. Right. Yeah. Something comes down, you get a ticket in Jira or a story in Jira or whatever you would like to call it in whatever system that you're using. Right. Um, you get something that comes down the pipe and you just go, all right, well, time for me to sit down and crank it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. A good a good developer is going to ask why, because there might actually be another solution in place. Right. Already. Mm-hmm that this user doesn't know about. So that's one, especially if you have a large, like hefty piece of software, right? If you have this massive overblown thing, that piece might already be in there and they just don't know how to access it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure you've ran into that before. No? Um, and then on top of that, or, or aside aside from that, you might have another solution to, to use there. Like maybe you don't need the button. Um, maybe there's a trigger that just triggers. Maybe it's not everyone in the company that needs to get emailed. Maybe it's just a certain subset of people. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of layers there for you to dissect. And it's kind of in your best interest to do these things, to take this, to take it upon yourself and to dissect what has come down to you as uh, an order, right? A direct order, take it, dissect it, ask why, figure out what the actual, begin and end states are. And then again, there might be some other stuff in there for you to do. Like, again, there's a lot of stuff that you can take out of it and maybe throw to the side. And at the end of the day, when you've gone through and let's, let's say this is a one day task, right? At the end of the day, when you finish the task, it might be completely different from what they sent you at the beginning of the day. Right? So now you've done this thing that they like, eight, nine, 10 times more than their original idea because there was collaboration between business and development. So <laughs> I know I'm getting off track now, but <clears throat> that's that's how I see these things, right? I see it not as kind of, not as direct orders, but as a suggestion uh, as to what they need and as, uh, an open door for conversation. Um. So we've got some stuff in the chat. Trying to make sure nobody's asking any questions. Um, yeah. Okay. So no questions yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you have you seen these things? Have you experienced these things, Megan? I'm, I I feel like you have, right? You've experienced that that kind of uh, what do you call it? That sort of dictated. Uh, process and then you're like but why and has there yeah. been a time that 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 has changed or morphed like 
So let's let's say they give you they give you the the task, right? The story. Mm-hmm. How often is it that when you talk to uh, business people and stakeholders that about that story that that story morphs that it's it changes at the end of the day? Usually, yeah, most of the time. Um, pretty much, pretty much always. Um, and the reason why is you know it's because we find out that why. Uh, in determining, you know, what is it that we're trying to do and digging into it. Uh, you know, your stories are, they're, they're pretty high, high level, you know, and we adjust everything below it. So we develop what's below it to go along with what we figure out while we're developing those requirements. Um, so kind of one thing to kind of go off into a little bit of a different direction here. Like I'm on a tangent. Watch me do it. Um, so do it. Do it. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, so a couple of things that I've realized was working with um, with stakeholders in the business that um, take a little bit of extra time, but I have found to be completely worth it. Um, and this kind of goes back to, uh, to you know whenever I'm struggling uh, with communicating. Um, and you know, it happens. Let's all admit it. We, we all struggle to communicate at least once in a while. Um, 100%. We, I, I talk in Salesforce. I do. I talk accounts. I say objects. I'll say custom setting. I'll say validation rule. Watch me say custom metadata type in the middle of a meeting. Uh, <laughs> let me throw out the word flow and process builder while I'm at it and have clients just be like, uh, what? And it's, it's hard. It's hard not to. We use we get these words and these terms every single day. Um, all this kind of stuff is basic to us. It, it really is not anything that we would think twice about using and you know we have to really we have to sit back and think these are people that are end users they have no idea what we are talking about like they know the tab they they know it's called opportunities and accounts in contacts if they haven't renamed them hopefully they have not renamed them uh yeah <laughs> They may not know that things are called related lists. They may they may think they're the things at the bottom of the page or on the related tab. But we have to you have to watch what they're using. Also, when it comes to their process, they all have their own names. They could be ARs, they could be AEs, they could be BDEs, they could be TMs, they could be they could be TEs, they could have ten bajillion different acronyms all for the same thing. They're salespeople. They're just salespeople, okay? <laughs> but it is absolutely worth it to figure out what their acronyms are and to like make note of them when they're talking so you can talk in their language. Because um, when, uh, when you can say their words, it helps them follow you. Because even if you say salespeople, they're going to be like, wait, well, wait, which salespeople? And it's going to just using their their words, that type of thing, breaking down your Salesforce stuff to say on the account instead of saying on the account object, don't say field. Like try to try to simplify it as much as you can. Show the pages of like a record and use actual visuals if you can. Don't go into the technical, stay super high level. 
that helps them follow you much better and it's going to make them like you a lot more and it's, it's going to make things a lot easier. It's when you start going technical that they're going to get lost. They're going to have 10 times the question and you're going to dig yourself into a hole and you're going to end up with notes that don't make any sense for any of you. And you're going to have a bunch of questions you need to go back and look into when you could have easily have just a bad, you know, showing through two or three slides, maybe, and have just have had a couple of bullets to say, uh, and it would have streamlined everything. Gotcha. So yeah. to bullet point that, right, what you're saying is take the time to yeah. get used to the business side of things, learn their lingo, their jargon. And then yep. take that with you to these meetings and use that to your advantage. So when you're talking about something, <clears throat> you might say account object, don't say account object, kind of refrain from using dev speak and then yep. go to something that you know. So it's, it's kind of a, a mapping or a translation of your own language. You're going to say account object in your head yep. but out loud to them. You're going to say, okay, so that's on the account. Right. Or you can say, say like yes. the company. Gotcha. Like Simplify if it's their first time going into Salesforce. Say it's like your client or your customer. Like break it down even that much. Refer to chatter as like your Facebook wall. Simple <laughs> things like that. I mean, it just makes things so much easier. <laughs> chatter, chatter is your Facebook wall. Okay. A so, community is like your little Facebook for your for your customers and your partners. Facebook so they can or, go in uh, and, and do their deals and their leads. I love it. And I can still socialize and be crushed in. And <laughs> like Facebook going to the Dell site. <laughs> it's awesome. I'll so, <laughs> we have a question from, from Mark Adcock who, and, and this question kind of plays Hi, in Mark. to, hey Mark. <laughs> this question plays <laughs> into what we were just talking about, right? Uh, he yeah. wants to know, how do you handle it when customers don't want to explore what they really need and instead just argue for what they want you to build. So they're, they're just, they're just push it's constant pushback. Right. And that's, I think what a lot of developers call it is, is pushback. Right. So, Oh yeah, I've got this button. I want it to be bright red. Um, and I wanted to say these specific four words, uh, whatever they may be. And it's just, I need it to be, this big on the page needs to be 400 by 400 pixels. Uh, and and there you're like, okay, none of this is going to work. You use all your logic. You're like, look, it can't be that big. That's going to take up most of the page. It's going to take up a huge chunk of real estate. What about the rest of the stuff, the forms, the everything yeah. else on the page, right? So what do you do in a situation like that where they don't even want to hear you out at all? Um, whether you're speaking their language or not, they don't want to hear you out, period. I mean, if if it's for for like an entire project, I mean that's that's the time to decide whether or not you should. I mean, is this is this is this project is this customer really going to get what they need from this project? Will they really benefit? Um, maybe maybe there's somebody else that would be better at helping them um, than me. Uh, at that point in time, I would, I would probably ask for, you know, my manager to step in and perhaps speak with the client and, and see if maybe there's something that, that I'm not doing right. Um, yeah, I mean, or, or speak with my PM. 
Um, see if there's something going on there. But I mean, I would also, I mean, if it's just for a, a peaceable project, and at that point in time, I'd show them a mock-up. Um, okay. Like, and and just be like, hey, check this out. Like, this, this big giant red button is going to take up the entire page. These are the downsides for, for your customer or for your end users. If you still want to do it, all right, let's do it. Uh, I mean, it is their work ultimately. So that's their choice. Which is fair. I gave them the cons and the pros. I gave them the cons. I told them what's going to happen. I didn't give them any pros. Um, I showed them a mock-up so they see how much, what the problem is visually. Um, so there we go. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's, again, that's a couple different things. So let's kind of bullet point that too, right? So <laughs> one, you can have, I guess, like, uh, what would you call that? Like upper upper level management sort of uh, step in. So you've got someone that you that you talk to on the dev side that's, you know, managing that's, all the devs. And that's maybe. like if I'm thinking, like, if it's like the entire project, that they, yeah. they insist this is like, everything for this project they needed to be this and they will not do anything other than this and that whole design is awful yeah and yeah <laughs> so you can have someone with a little bit more power kind of come in and maybe yeah. maybe talk them down maybe they're maybe they're just not responsive to you because you're a developer that that could be part of the issue yeah. right so they they could just think very poorly of developers and say no you know what what, what these people are thinking is absolutely incorrect because they're just developers and they don't know what's good for business, mm -hmm. right? So that could be an issue there. So yeah, you could have somebody who's a, a bit above you kind of come in and, and step in and, and take a little bit of action there. Again, your second bullet point was um, have your PM kind of jump in on yeah. this. And they might and just be a little bit better. That. Yeah, go ahead. I'd probably do that with like a single component. So yeah, I'd absolutely go to my PM there. Yeah, because I have they're, my PM a lot. <laughs> they have they have all the business requirements, right? Or, or they yeah. should. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of the business requirements, so they know maybe where this is coming from, and they can say, okay, well, you know what? What if X, Y, Z? And they're a little bit more business minded, and they're PM, so somebody might even even if they have that same uh, what do you call it bias against developers, they might see a PM and go, oh, this person knows what he's talking about. He or she um, is is a PM. They they have business mind. Uh, they're really so, good talkers. They're really good at, at communicating, connecting with people. PMs yeah. are awesome at that kind of thing. And they remember like everything about people. Like everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of what PMs are for, right? They're supposed to manage the whole entirety of the project and or product, depending on yeah. which PM they are. Um, and then the other thing is, again, of course, um, as you said, just show them a mock-up. Maybe, maybe they can't think kind of visually like some of us can so it, it might be a good avenue to travel uh, and show them what it's going to look like before you actually go and do it and then they go oh crud i did not even think of how that would affect the rest of the page like of course you mm -hmm. didn't you were thinking of all the other things right yeah um so that's, that's and, very good mock-ups are really helpful i love mock-ups yeah um you know, I mean, it's not like you have to build everything out behind it, you know? So it gives people a nice visual. Yeah. Uh, Mark has a good tip also. Uh, he says, one trick he learned in a, re and in a recent discovery, aligning elements of the slides visually with the system uh, 
Uh, for example, they styled the business stages in a similar style to the path component. Um, so they're thinking about tools. And then Doug uh, wants to know, do we have any go-to tools like PowerPoint features that we use for communicating things effectively? He says he tries to not overdo it, but he leans a little, uh, he leans on PBT a lot. So do we have any tricks? Hmm. Or go to tools. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for mock-ups like Sketch and Figma and Framer and all these. And it's got that whole lightning set, too, for components for Sketch. Does it really? Yeah. That's nice. I did. That's that's something that I definitely did not know. But also, it's, again, I yeah. don't do a lot of Salesforce stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's free. And you just uh, download it off the lightning design. Uh, so here's actually here's a really good question actually again from Doug um, do we have any tips or tools to use to keep track of stakeholder personalities and or preferences when you have to keep track of uh, a lot of different projects like if you're on multiple projects right so do you have anything Megan that you use because I know I know you do a lot of projects so uh, when I'm starting a project, uh, when I'm doing my requirements for my for my actual like the the, the users the personas that I have for the project, uh, I have a, a a slide deck that I use that has each one of them in it for a slide with all their description stuff. Um, but as for the stakeholders. I, I use my my OneNote and I just keep notes about people. Nice. Um, and then when going through, and I mean, usually everything gets decided upon. Um, and I mean, people have comments on things like Jira, so you usually know who's going which way from their comments. But no, I don't keep specific notes on that currency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I have to say, uh, working on different projects as well, I don't, I don't keep notes. Um, for whatever reason, I just kind of like, I, I get a good sense of who a person is by just kind of talking to them a good bit. And I try to take stakeholders, um, not, not necessarily take them aside, but like during the day, if I see them around, just give them a quick chat. You can really figure out a lot about a person. And I'm not, I don't mean this in a manipulative sort of way, but you can really figure out a lot about a person by just having good talks with them, you know, like go grab some coffee, maybe go out to lunch with them. I don't know how often um, people in our field do this. I don't feel like it's often enough, but just going out to lunch with people who are on your team and around your team, stakeholders, business, PMs, other devs, other smaller teams of devs, even that are going to be working with you, um, and maybe in the future, maybe they've already worked with you kind of going out to lunch with these, these types of people, it's going to help you out a lot because you're going to learn a lot about them. You're going to absorb that. And it's so much easier to have organic, natural feeling conversations with them about different things. When you know what level they're on and you can talk to them on that same level and you're not kind of like a little bit off. Cause when you're a little bit off with somebody, everyone can feel it. It's very obvious. Um, just, just in a, a way of like speaking to them. Like if you go in and you start talking about something, 
and they know that you're trying to kind of talk up something to them um, because you know they like or you know they like it. They know that you know that, and now they're now they're kind of like they can see that it's off, and everyone can see that it's off, and it's, it just makes everything weird. So if you go out to lunch with them, if you get drinks with them, if you get coffee with them, normal daily things, just find out about them and bring that into your conversational skills. And that's definitely going to help everything just be more organic. What do you think about that, Megan? Dude, I totally agree. So I work remote. Um, so, but the thing is, I am so guilty of being chatty with my team. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on this project, right? And it, my team is awesome. Super, super cool, guys, my girl. Um, and the thing is, like, we're all in different places, like, all over the, the U.S. and Australia. Uh, but the thing is, I swear I talk to them constantly. And I know so much about them. One of them just moved into a new apartment. One of them is about to move. He's getting a new roommate. He's got this whole workout plan. Um, one of them just went on vacation. And there was a heat wave. Um, all sorts of stuff. And the thing is, I think it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things, making sure you ask about people's families, making sure you spend those extra couple of minutes on the phone with your team, you know, have some chill time. Um, you know, we're doing, uh, we're starting Trailhead Thursdays uh, at my company where we're going to have like an hour every other Thursday where we get on the phone and, you know, we can, you know, all sit there, we can work on trailheads and sit and talk to each other, study for certs, maybe ask each other questions. Somebody's working on something cool, they can talk about it and people can ask them questions. That ability to connect with each other. Um, there's going to be a meeting for architects and devs and a meeting for the admin. You're welcome to, to attend, you know, another meeting if you want to, but you know, splitting it up so that you get to you get to work with your team, and I think that's awesome and it's huge. It's just a way for us to be people for a while, and I think it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, and you're right. It, it being remote, it gets the people that are sitting there all by themselves uh, that you know could feel isolated out on an island that ability to feel like they're they're by people for a little while besides on conference calls. Yeah, that's a side of it I didn't even think of because I haven't done too much remote stuff. So, I mean, I, I always think about it as in person, but you're right. There's a whole remote aspect to this too. Yeah. I'm wondering, so, so are, I guess, I guess before we wrap up, are the people um, who are doing the, the Trailhead Thursdays, right? Yeah. You guys are doing that. Are you going to invite business people too, or is it going to be? No, business um, yeah. Just okay, just you guys. Because yeah. so, I was, I was thinking in my head. I know that there are a couple of different things that you can do, and and we've done these before, like tech tros, where mm -hmm. basically devs break out of their little shells that we all you know have with us. We're all kind of bubbled in. We break out of our shell, and we're kind of not necessarily forced, but if you want to, you can go up and talk in front of pretty much the whole team, which is sometimes hundreds of people, right? Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of talk about, oh, what you've been doing, what you plan on doing, uh, goals, motivations. Uh, if you have like, uh, what do you call it? Like Hack Time Fridays, stuff that you've been doing there, all that kind of stuff. You can talk about that in front of the whole team. And it's not just 
dev centric, it's devs, it's business, it's UI mm-hmm. UX, it's anyone who's on testing or UAT and which is sometimes business also like it's everyone in there, PMs, everybody, and whoever wants to can come to the Tektro and just see what the heck is going on. Oh, cool. Uh, I think that helps a lot dev to dev. Like if let's say you have two separate teams, I think that helps a lot get that communication between them, especially if one team is using another team's APIs or what have you. So that's what I like to do. So I was wondering if you guys are doing kind of similar stuff. Um, so no, no, not so much, but kind of going off of that. Um, so we, we, we do have the idea of connecting with the, you know, with your customers, actual developers and with their architects and with their Salesforce admins. I think that's a huge part of any project, uh, to kind of like bring us back around a loop. Uh, but before we end that, uh, also making sure that like, I know it's weird, but you know, when you're, when your clients are out. Um, once I get back in, just making sure that you say, hey, you know, while you were out, you know, this is what was going on, uh, you know, or if the client was out because they, they had a cat or something, you know, making sure to say congratulations instead of being that creepy dub that never says anything. Um, so I feel like that makes a difference too. But to close that loop, that communication with the um, your customer's Salesforce team um, that at like the end of a project. I feel like that and letting them know like what you did to their org, that ends up being like a huge conversation that like that you need to be prepared for and that like they're going to be defensive. Like you pretty much told them to back off the whole time while you were in there and then now you're about to tell them everything that you did and they're they're gonna be terrified. (laughs) All the things that you messed up. Yeah. All the things that and that you turned off that they put all their hard work into. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple more questions before we close out. I think these are, well, there's one more question and one uh, kind of plus one from mm-hmm. Doug. Uh, Doug just says, oh yeah, I always try to establish personal connections with stakeholders early, um, as early as possible. And then yeah. one more question from Mark, which is how important is it to be comfortable speaking towards the customer's vertical? Oh, dude, I don't think that the vertical matters at all, man. Uh, Really quick about, um, I'm going to jump back to apps. LucidChart is awesome. Also, I would die without my Sublime um, and also without my diff merge. Um, And (laughs) bringing it back, I do use OneNote as well. Uh, Yes, okay. Um, But yeah, I don't think the vertical matters that much. I learned so much about their vertical while I work with them. That's okay. That's that's yeah. fair. So, so what you're saying is you're learning as you progress, right? So you jump into yeah. the client, you don't need to ask right off the bat, like, oh, let's let's be comfortable speaking about that right now. You just kind of catch on as you go. I usually get a little bit of background before I start, but I usually learn the majority of it while we're working to well, for the first client that I work with in that industry. Yeah. Interesting. Like and I like, what was it, 10 years ago when I worked with, like, my first finance client? I mean, you have to have a first time working with any industry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. I guess uh, it's it's a little bit different from where I'm coming from because we always have to sort of interview okay. um, with our new clients. So we have to 
we have to get a little bit more familiar ahead of time so that we can speak to everything in the in the primary meetings like mm -hmm. we'll have meetings before we roll on to a project before we roll off another project and talk about everything that goes on um at the new company and what we've worked on uh previously and to see if we're a good fit um okay but yeah i mean it's it's not like i'm not like digging and digging and digging into everything every little niche thing that they they have um it's just high level uh high uh level. So I do like solution engine, um, solution engineering and solution architecture. So as long as that goes there, matches up with what they need, we're good. Yeah. So I guess our, I guess it's a little different outside the Salesforce world, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the weird thing. Salesforce <laughs> is definitely a different kind of world. So weird. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's definitely a different place. There's a lot of stuff there already. And kind of uh, Mark has a question about regulatory requirements and how uh, you might how usually how you they might tell, familiarize yourself with them. They usually tell us about them while we're doing our bills. That's what it's always been for me yeah. in the medical industry because they usually vary state to state too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of oh man, <laughs> regulatory. We need a whole entire episode just for regulatory yeah. stuff. Um, Let me tell you about <laughs> communities in France for medical and other European countries on yeah. their language rules about communities and medical. <laughs> what data you can collect, what data you can't collect, what data oh, you can save here, what data display. you can save there. Yeah, what you can display. What everything. you're allowed to link to. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I had no idea. What's allowed to be un unauthenticated? What's allowed to be unauthenticated? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it was insane. I had no idea there would be so many rules. Oh man, there's so much stuff. You can't collect IPs over here, but you can over here. And you can't like, without a license, you can't collect uh, like location information. There's so much stuff. Anyway. It is very, so <laughs> let's very not, much. Let's not go on that tangent right everywhere. now. <laughs> um, bye, Randy. Sorry. Later, Randy. <laughs> we ran over by about 10 minutes. So anyway, oh. let's, let's wrap this up. Oh, no, dude, dude, this is all good info. And I think, um, if, I mean, Randy's not going to miss much since we're what about to cut it off. Now, but, um, <laughs> what was the topic now, I think? Talking to stakeholders. And I mean, I right. think we covered a lot of tangential sort of points uh, as well. So I, I think we got it. There, We could probably do yeah. one on this. But anyway, so... Let's do the wrap up thing right now. Right. Um, oh, here's a good one. Doug wants to know if next episode we can get Dev One. Uh, what does that say? Mate. Oh maintenance. man, maintenance, uh, maintenance trailhead, trailhead tips. tips. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, well, we can't tell you anything about answers to trailhead modules, anything, or how to do any modules, but we're we can tell you about uh, about we we'll, we I, we'll find out what we can tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out what we can tell you. About. That's true. Yeah, we won't we won't speak on anything that we're not allowed to. But um, it's, yeah. it's a trap. <laughs> um. Okay. So you can follow Megan at Megan Seth. Nice. Uh, on Twitter. You can follow system.debug at 
System.debug on Twitter. You can follow me at the infamous RJ on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot about Salesforce. I don't ever tweet about Salesforce stuff, really. It's mostly Java, JavaScript, AWS stuff. Um, you, you can, can follow, follow Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Life with Ryan. Life with Ryan. There you go. And you can follow Brian James at B. No. US Ryan. US Ryan. No, 28. U.S. Brian, 28. Man, we're so mad at this. Ah, We almost had it. We almost had it. All right. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll catch you guys next time when we uh, get trapped into talking about some things that we probably are not supposed to talk about. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. We can always talk about Star Wars instead. (laughs) And really good, like, Star Wars live. We'll do, yeah, we'll do, uh, what do you call it? We'll do spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys. All right, later, dudes.